Welcome to this episode of Real Christianity. My name is Dale Partridge, where each week I offer 15 to 20 minute answers to tough theological and pastoral questions. This is a 100% recorded audio ministry of relearn.org. And for those who don't know, our mission at relearn.org is to educate and equip ordinary Christians to plant biblical, confessional, and missional house churches. For more information, just visit .org forward slash house. Big question. Is Halloween a holiday that Christians should embrace and or celebrate? Uh, what are churches to do about it? Uh, are we to use Halloween as an outreach event? What does the Bible really say about these matters? We're going to be discussing this and more, uh, but before we begin, I just want to make one quick announcement. Uh, St. Justin's is, uh, many of you know, is a companion ministry of ours, and it's a church planting school. Uh, many of you have uh, realized that many churches are no longer meeting in person and in large crowds. And this has caused more and more Christians to be interested in planting a house church with a few other Christian families. Uh, that said, uh, we really believe that nobody should plant and pastor a church without training. And for that reason, we created St. Justin's uh, School of Biblical Church Planting, uh, which is basically a one-year diploma program for men. Uh, we talk about, uh, we teach students, I should say, to exegete, to preach, to shepherd, and to plant a biblical house church in their local community. In fact, we, we just launched a brand new three-minute video about the program uh, that you can watch right at the homepage at stjustins.org. That's just stjustins.org. Uh, the 2021 class uh, space is very limited, but there are a few spots left. Uh, and if you're interested in learning more, you can just apply online uh, before December 20th, 2020. We'd love to have you uh, maybe pass that along to somebody else that you might know who may be interested in planting a house church in the coming year. All right, so let's get into the episode. Uh, today's question is from Valerie in Houston, Texas, and she asks, Hello, Pastor Dale. My, my family has been celebrating Halloween for years. We have three kids. Uh, who dress up and carve pumpkins. However, over the past few months, we have been feeling convicted about celebrating Halloween. Do our convictions align with scripture or are we just worrying too much? Hey, Valerie, uh, thank you for the question. We actually get this exact question every year. We've probably done an episode on this specific issue for a few years running now. Uh, every year I make an Instagram post that causes a lot of controversy talking about the idea of Halloween. Uh, Christians wonder, uh, you know, where they should draw the line. Should we uh, be buying the decorations and carving pumpkins and going trick-or-treating? Um, so let's just start with the most important question first. What is Halloween? Uh, where did it come from? And why is that important? Uh, Halloween originated with the ancient Celtic festival, Samhain, uh, and this is 9th century Ireland is basically where most people track it back to. It's a celebration of all things dying for the year, crops and, uh, you know, think about uh, just the farm life, the agrarian culture, uh, and it's things dying in preparation for winter. 
Uh, in the 8th century, about 100 years earlier, Pope Gregory III uh, designated November 1st as a time to honor uh, all saints. It's called All Saints Day. Um, and likely due to its proximity to All Saints Day, uh, All Saints Day began to incorporate some of the traditions of Samhain. Um, the evening before was known as All Hallows' Eve, and later we call it Halloween. And later the Catholic Church deemed the, uh, the day All Saints' Day, but the Catholic Church, um, the website of the Catholic Church, I should say, makes it clear that Halloween is a secular holiday and it's not All Saints' Day. All Saints' Day is a holy day in the Catholic Church, and they actually require members of the Catholic Church to attend Mass. So it's, a, it's, it's kind of a major day uh, for the Catholic Church. Now, the secular Halloween... Uh, was to uh, was to be believed as the night that released the dead spirits who control nature that have been held captive underground by the vegetation of life over the previous months. Uh, now those spirits uh, come back to life on this night is what it's supposed to represent. And this is the origin of the jack-o'-lantern, right? The idea is that the dead pumpkin has come alive from the spirit of something else. Uh, Halloween historically is a night in which people would circle around bonfires, uh, dress up in costumes uh, to scare these spirits or ghosts away, and uh, have a seance to welcome the dead. Uh, and that's just what it was. You can see that clearly on the Wikipedia page about Halloween or on uh, the History Channel's website. They talk about it. Uh, there's no argument over these facts. That's what the historical narrative of Halloween is about. Over time, Halloween has evolved into a day of activities, and uh, we've sanitized the holiday to make it less overtly evil and more palatable to a Western culture. Uh, think trick-or-treating or carving jack-o'-lanterns or festival gatherings or dressing up in costumes and eating candy. Um, however, Halloween uh, is still very much holding its spiritual roots, which is becoming more and more obvious to the Christians in a society that has lost its moral convictions. In other words, I really do believe there is a demonic element of Halloween in play here. Uh, and I'll tell you why. If you simply look up the satanic calendar on Wikipedia, it's fascinating uh, that you'll see uh, four central events. Um, <clears throat> Number one is your birthday. So uh, on the Satanic cal calendar, uh, your birthday, which is a celebration of self, uh, and I'm not saying that I'm against birthdays, but this is just one thing that it's talking about, your celebration of self. Um, you know, then there's uh, what's called the uh, Walpurgisnat, um, which is the evening of April 30th. And that is a, a major satanic holiday, Walpurgisnat. It's like a, um, it's a, um, uh, a German name, I believe. And just one day later, May 1st, so you have this one on April 30th, and then just one day later on May 1st is uh, St. Walpurgis Night, uh, which is uh, or intercessory prayer for warding off witchcraft. So that was, what's going on here is that basically there was a night uh, declared St. Uh, Walpurgis Night, and that was a night by the church to, of intercessory prayer for warding off witchcraft. But then later, the demonic um, 
alternative was Walpurgis Nat, and that becomes this satanic event just one day before. Uh, if you move down the calendar later in the year, you have another satanic holiday on December 24th, just one day before Christmas, right? So that you have uh, December 24th is the grand high climax, and this is a night of indulgence and sex and demon revels with a focus on birth and children. And just one day later, again, is Christmas, and that's the remembrance of Jesus's birth. Um, Halloween, you have an October 31st, um, and then uh, just one day later, you have All Saints Day. Uh, also, uh, some people also put in relationship, but this is much later, is the Reformation, October 31st stuff, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, but October 31st, you have, uh, uh, you know, Halloween, or all, and then you have one day later, you have All Saints Day. Uh, identified by the Catholic Church. So basically, there's there's either a major coincidence going on, or there's some sort of strategy in play to offer these pre-day, pre-historical church day events, uh, offering satanic alternatives one day earlier. Um, and so it's just a fascinating observation that I've made. Um, now, the vast majority of people who celebrate Halloween are families who are simply unaware uh, of its dark history. Uh, and, and that said, Christians, we do need to be aware about the relationship between Halloween and Satanism. Uh, just because it, it's become an American holiday where most of the culture participates doesn't mean there's no spiritual involvement in what's happening. Um, so again, l- let's just look back to the core question. Should Christians celebrate Halloween? So before I share uh, my position, let me share Anton LaVey's position. Uh, Anton is the founder of the Church of Satan and the author of the Satanic Bible. Uh, in an interview uh, a few years ago, um, in a discussion about Halloween, he said, and I quote, I'm glad that Christian parents let their children worship the devil at least one night out of the year, end quote. Uh, the reality is uh, Halloween is viewed as a Satanic holiday by Satanists. Um, so, um, here are three reasons that I have, uh, you know, for our family and why, uh, we personally don't believe Christians or at least have the conviction for ourselves, uh, to celebrate Halloween. Uh, but again, at the end of the day, these are simply uh, principles because the Bible doesn't speak specifically on participating in Halloween. Um, but your level of participation becomes a matter of conscience before God and we're not to violate our conscience or convictions. My hope is to give you an understanding, and this isn't a carte blanche answer. Um, There's a variety of factors you need to take in consideration, the age of your children, uh, the place that you live, how much participation you feel comfortable with, what are your convictions, et cetera, et cetera. So I'll give you my three reasons. First is Halloween is a celebration of death. So this is point number one. Halloween is a celebration of death. And this is why your local Home Depot and Target stores are covered in morbid, decaying witches and skeletons. Um, It's a season to make children more comfortable with evil and the distortion of God's image. It's a night to elevate nooses and demons and gore and horror and fear. Um, And an appetite... You have, to, you have to realize this. An appetite for horror movies in your teens is cultivated in your childhood. Um, if you're comfortable with a playful form of human perversion and degradation, 
then you'll eventually become more comfortable with a less playful form of it later. Uh, and we have to remember that Satan is a patient incrementalist, uh, and, and he's aiming uh, at, at destroying your children, even from a young age. Uh, as Christians, we, we don't look forward to death, okay? We don't celebrate death. Death is actually our final enemy. Uh, it's been conquered by Christ in part, um, but it's not something that we celebrate. We celebrate life. We don't look forward uh, to the rising of the dead to torment humanity, uh, but the resurrection of the dead, some to judgment and justice, and some to eternal life. And so Christ conquered death on the cross, therefore we don't celebrate what Christ came to conquer. Second uh, Timothy 1.10 says, And which now has been manifested through the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Uh, Hebrews 2.14 says, uh, Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power over death, that is, the devil. Uh, there was actually a study uh, done on NCBI, their website, uh, that showed an obvious link between horror movies and suicidal behavior, including uh, suicidal ideation, hopelessness, self-harm, uh, low self-life satisfaction. And we know that, that suicide and depression are on the rise in this broken and hurting world. Uh, and why would we want to place our children in any environment or an annual tradition, or, uh, annual tradition uh, that nurtures a desire for an affinity of fear or morbidity? Um, the enemy is strategic, and we have to remember that. Uh, you don't go from uh, a clean and moral uh, childhood to all of a sudden enjoying, not just watching, but enjoying movies about fear and gore and death. Uh, there's a process that uh, allows you to get there, and I believe the entire Halloween season is designed to kindle that process uh, in our children and families if we're not careful. Uh, number two is Halloween is a celebration of darkness. So first it was a celebration of death. This is a celebration of darkness. Um, beside the reality that it's a, a nighttime holiday, uh, it's also a holiday that celebrates spiritual darkness. Um, and let's just look at a few verses that speak to spiritual darkness. Uh, Ephesians 5.11 says, uh, Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Again, these are principles. I'm not bringing them fully into context here, but 1 John 1.5, This is the message that we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light, and in him no darkness at all. Uh, 1 John 1.7, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have no, or we have fellowship with one another. Um, Matthew 5, 14, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Uh, John 8, 12, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. John 12, 46, I have come into the world as light so, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. John 1, 4 through 5, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Ultimately, darkness is the opposite of light. Uh, after coming to Jesus, um, Christians love the light because we know first and foremost that spiritual darkness 
stands against God. And second, we know that we're safest as Christians when we walk in the light. Uh, We also know that um, although he disguises himself as an angel of light, Satan is the prince of darkness. Uh, Now, uh, he's no more the prince of darkness on Halloween than he is on any other day, uh, meaning that your sensitivity and awareness of darkness uh, shouldn't change just because it's a holiday. Uh, It's always that dark. Uh, But at the end of the day, this point that I'm trying to make here is that uh, Halloween is a celebration of darkness. We are people of light, and uh, light has no fellowship with darkness, and we need to be careful about what we associate ourselves with. I think about this as maybe an in the world but not of the world. How do we distinguish and differentiate ourselves? But Halloween is, for sure, a celebration of spiritual darkness. Number three, my last point here is Halloween is a celebration of evil. Uh, I'm not saying that all non-Christian or even Christian Halloween celebrations are overtly celebrations of evil. I'm saying that Halloween specifically is rooted in evil and generally elevates uh, things that Scripture directly tells us to not elevate. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.22 says, Abstain from every form of evil. It's a command in Scripture. And we got to remember, in a world filled with suicide, murder, wickedness, and fear, uh, we can't believe that dressing up these horrors in cute decor one night per year makes them any less of what they really are, which is evil. Uh, And, you know, one thing I've noticed is that parents can struggle with viewing Halloween as evil. Uh, and truly believe it's uh, an innocent holiday. Um, And this is because they have the mental and emotional faculties available to discern the moment, Uh, meaning that they can understand that a ghost is fake or that a witch in a cauldron is folklore. Uh, But what they don't often realize is how influential and formative these moments and visual images can be for small children. And I know uh, our friends, for example, had a five-year-old who was traumatically scared just from one night of trick-or-treating and has changed that child's um, thinking about the holiday for several years coming. Uh, I've had my own kids ask me about the ghosts and if ghosts were real after seeing them uh, in Home Depot. Um, So these are uh, real things that we need to be aware of, um, the differences between parents uh, and children. Now, uh, just to quickly address two other common questions. Uh, First is, is it okay uh, to use an irredeemable event like Halloween as a church-sanctioned evangelism tool? Um, And I think so, as long as the alternative that the church offers is truly an alternative. Uh, The current solution for Halloween in the church is almost identical to the world's solution. The only difference is that it's less immodest, meaning that the girls aren't walking around in, you know, their, uh, you know, nakedness for the most part. Uh, the blatant evil is toned down, um, and it's experienced on the church campus or parking lot instead of, you know, some Halloween party or on the streets. Um, I think a good alternative uh, would be something like yeah, a harvest community dinner on the lawn with a movie and a gospel presentation at the end. You know, a place to come and eat free food, have a, a night by the fire pit, watching a movie outside with other Christians. 
however, I, I personally wouldn't have the kids dress up. I think the mere fact that a kids aren't dressed up on Halloween becomes a wonderful cause for curiosity to an onlooking world and invites a good conversation about uh, the gospel and why they're not conforming to uh, the world in that capacity. Um, so that's one question. The second common question is, uh, what does our family do? Like, what do we do about it? Uh, do we just sit at home, lock our doors, turn off our lights? Uh, you know, do we do we do anything special? Um, as of now, uh, we usually just gather together uh, with our house church community and invite other maybe friends and family that aren't in our church uh, for an apple pressing, pumpkin pie eating evening, and we celebrate and discuss the uh, five solas of the Reformation, uh, which again is initiated by Martin Luther on. October 31st, 1517. And so we've just turned it into a Reformation Day uh, discussion. Um, it has no links with Halloween, no dressing up. Um, and, and that's just how we've uh, been able to do that. And hopefully that's helpful for you. Another question I, I should just mention briefly that people ask is, well, if you're not going to celebrate Halloween, why are you going to celebrate Christmas? Because Christmas has pagan roots too. One thing I want to say just briefly on that is that comparing Christmas with Halloween is very different. Um, Halloween doesn't have any redeeming qualities uh, where Christmas is a celebration of life. It's a celebration of giving. Sure, it might have some secular um, roots to it, uh, but these are virtuous qualities. Um, so they, they are very different. Halloween is a, uh, a clear celebration of, of death, of evil, of darkness. Um, some of these other uh, holidays are, are much different, and you have to use your conscience and convictions um, to uh, make you des- a decision on how you're going to treat uh, each specific holiday with your family. Uh, but the bottom line, I, I want to get a point, uh, the point across is, is guard your little ones during this Halloween season. Um, train up your older ones to be a light and defend the truth in the world, and if given the opportunity, uh, share the gospel, uh, and learn how to use Halloween in every other day. Uh, to redeem those who don't know Christ. Um, So hopefully this is a helpful short little episode for you guys on answering that question. Uh, As always, I'm going to leave you guys with just two resources that will further your understanding of this topic. You can find them on the post page for this episode at relearn.org. This is episode 117, and it's titled, Should Christians Celebrate Halloween? Uh, the article is Christians and Halloween, and this is on Grace to Use website, which is John MacArthur's church. Uh, a pretty comprehensive article on the topic. I thought it had some great points. Uh, another article, um, actually I say it's a video, is Thoughts on Halloween uh, with John Piper. Brings another perspective that I think is helpful. Um, so hopefully that will be a, a great resource for you guys. If you guys are a regular listener to the Real Christianity Podcast, we thank you so much for your uh, commitment and loyalty to this program. Uh, Would you guys leave a review if you have not already? You don't have to write anything. Uh, If you do write something, I will read it, but all you have to do is just tap the stars in the podcast app. Another thing is consider following us on Instagram, just at relearn.org. You can also follow me personally on Twitter, just at Dale Partridge. You can find me there. Um, And on that note, I think we'll close up this episode. My name is Dale Partridge, and I will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Christianity. 
If you're a regular listener to this show, would you prayerfully consider making a donation to support our ministry efforts? Simply visit relearn.org forward slash donate. Again, that's relearn.org forward slash donate. And for those looking to explore the idea of joining or planting a church in your home, you can download our free PDF ebook titled The Basics of Biblical House Church by visiting relearn.org forward slash house. Lastly, do you have a theological question you would like answered on the show? Submit your question at relearn.org forward slash question. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Real Christianity. We will see you next Wednesday.